Welcome to the Liberty Podcast with your host, Pastor Robert Maxey, Senior Pastor of Liberty Church of Baton Rouge. It's our prayer that this podcast will be life-changing for you and that you will share it with someone else. Now, here is Pastor Rob. Well, good evening, good evening, everybody. It's Pastor Robert here and Pastor Minga, and we're here for Imperfect Unity. Yes. Where our imperfections have united us. Our imperfections. Yeah. I, I just made that up. I, didn't, I don't that know if really that works. Though, Did that work? Yeah. You think that works? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So before we get started, um, can you guys hear me? If you can hear me, send me a thumbs up. I know we can move forward. <laughs> good. I must, does that sound good? Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So tonight, we're going to talk about some things that are just... Uh, going on in not just our community but in the world yeah and yeah. how to talk to our children about all this stuff the political stuff the pandemic yeah the 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 riot everything just, just everything and here they're hard was you about to say rodney king no i was gonna say riots i thought you were about to say rodney, <laughs> rodney king. don't you start with me we just getting on here See i'm sure she was about to say rodney and, king y'all no and we all just get along <laughs> So, yeah, there's so much to talk about, so many things that have gone on in our community and um, and in the world. And so I, I, the news is 24 hours a day. Our kids have phones, so they have access to all the uh, all the information in the known world. Well, the kids have they have the capability. Uh huh. But I believe that TikTok and YouTube and mm-hmm. and what our kids watch around here, I think that has more of their attention than the news. Than the news, but I know that they are abreast to what's going right. on well, you know, in the news. Is it oh no, I, this is great because I'll tell you yesterday Olivia was talking to me about um some of the things that they were even arguing on TikTok. Even wow. yeah and, and uh and how this fun app has now become so politicalized as well. So it was a really good conversation that we had. So we can't just think that our kids are playing video games or games. They're actually being uh, uh, still subjected to, you know, other people's views and and the way that they see the world. So that's what we're going to be talking about today and some of the ways that we handle those types of things in our family. We're not saying that is right. It's just the way we handle it. Imperfectly. So let me pray (laughs) imperfectly, right. Father God, we just thank you, God, for the opportunity yes. and the time to be able to talk, God, to those that are out there, Lord. And we just pray, God, that you lead us in this conversation, God. We want to, uh, God, we just want to represent you. We want to be your ambassadors, even in this conversation. So we pray, Lord, that you bring people in, that people listen to tonight, and that they find ways to talk to their children. So in your son Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 All right. So, uh, in the last, man, I know how a bunch of us, we said 2020 was going to be our year. <laughs> 2020 going to be your year? 2020 is going to be our year. I don't know. I, when, the, when the beginning of the year started, I did not hear 2020 was going to be my year. But mm-hmm. I did hear that 2020 was going to be a year of our uh, simplicity yeah. and 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 um and uh, uh um not relaxation but um mm-hmm. um we won't be in a rush for anything 
won't right. be anxious for anything. And I remember telling the ladies that at the <clears throat> beginning of the year when we had our meeting, I said, listen, I know how we typically do things, but God yeah. showed me it's not going to be anything the way we are accustomed. Mm -hmm. So we are going to um, not be so stressed this year. Who knew? Yeah, who, who knew? knew? Right. That's what God was saying. Uh, one of the things that we talked about at the church was living a God life now, right? Yes. And how God... Uh, we're going to live that God life through our everyday life, and how right. did how how did we know that we were going to be tested on exactly that? And you and we are every single day we yeah. are tested on living a God life now with yeah. everything that happens on the news, everything that's happening in our history, everything right, that's right. happening with our children, everything that's happening in the finances, everything that's happening in the church. Who knew? Now is the time where your walk is really going to be solidified. We're going right, to really be able to right. see you walking this thing out for real, for real, for real, for real. You know what I mean? You know, we talk about church clothes. You know, I was on a pod on a, a, a thing today, and we talked about first ladies. And I mm -hmm. loved how we talked about, um, you know, we talked about apparel and how we should dress. But the yeah. only time I, the, the whole time, um, you know, we was giving feedback about apparel. All I could think about was your message, and all I could think about was church clothes and how we. You know, we have this persona. We look the part, yeah. but yet we are so far from the part. Now, during this pandemic, you don't even have time to look the part. Right, now, it's right. all about what's coming out of your mouth. Yeah, Because what's it. coming out of your mouth is what's truly in your heart. Right. So all that makeup and fake up that we've been wearing and that persona, mm. that, that nasty niceness we've been doing for all these years, yeah. now... Now I now get to meet you. Now right, God I'm can say, what you think now, now I get to meet you. Now <laughs> God is saying, now let me right, show you, right. you. Let me show you where I'm not, what places in you I'm not in. Yeah. So that we can raise up this next generation. Right. Amen. And, and yeah, and totally, you totally on ball with that. And, and I'm just thinking about this next generation and all the stuff that they're subjected to. Man. Right. And, um, they smarter than we were. Man, they're well, they've gone through so much more. Yeah. When you talk about violence and you talk about even racism, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and just all the things that going on in the world, they're getting a a a view of it that's untainted, right? They're 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 gaining their own thoughts on it, right? And I, I was about to say it's untainted, but it is being tainted gonna, because it's yeah. being tainted by our our thoughts and it's being tainted by uh, what we believe in. It's getting right. tainted by the news and it's getting tainted by what other kids are saying. Because even if you're not talking to your child so about current events, guess mm -hmm. what? Someone is. And, right. and, and so I want to be able to drive that narrative on what my kids are hearing, mm -hmm. not somebody in the world, right? right? Not right. even their friends, because their friends don't got a, a clear picture of what of what is happening. Amen. You know? That's true. So um, it's important to have these conversations with our kids and to make ourselves available for them when they do have questions. Right. I so agree. tonight, I, I, I've opened this conversation up to the kids, um, teenagers, uh, mothers, uh, uh, family members, whoever uh, uh, is has an ear to hear, is leading children right. uh, around kids and want to know how to discuss these different issues. So I would love for you to call in. I would love for you to participate in it. Even the kids are allowed to call in and participate with this conversation. So I guess the first thing I would want to talk about is um, the coronavirus. Yeah. And so how, how oh, man. I know when we started seeing and hearing everything about the virus, um, it was is imperative that we watch the news. Yeah. To know what was going on. Definitely. 
And one of the things that I, that I did is I made my kids sit down with me and watch it with me. Right. And I explained things to them. I was able to talk to them. And I was able to um, to relate if, to, to to talk to them about their fears. And uh, so, a couple of days, maybe a few weeks afterwards, and the virus was still really taking off. Mm-hmm. I asked Jamine. I said, "Are you scared?" You know, and he says, "No, he wasn't scared." And I was like, "Okay." I'm, now, I never asked him why he's not scared. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask him was he not scared because we've been talking about it. Mm-hmm. But I want to believe that's why he wasn't fearful. Well, um, I think at the beginning, why they, because they were still in school. Uh, if school was just about to end, or you know, before they had closed out the school, mm-hmm. and I remember they came home, and um, one of the things that they had said, so. Uh, teacher had told them was that black folks they don't get it and i remember being furious with yeah. that with that with that um false um false um i love the word narrative you, yeah that yeah. we use it yeah that false narrative and um you know and then i'm trying to share knowledge and truth but because this is their teacher someone they respect that teachers seem to have more to, of their ear yeah what the truth was until they started seeing you know, everyone gets it. You know what I mean? And right. yeah, uh, John, our child was not scared. But then um, there was a moment that it was talked about so much that yeah. he did begin to get scared. And, um, you know, when you're talking about it with your child and you are explaining to them everything, when do you stop, not stop the conversation, but when you see that they're um, uh, getting anxious or uh, yeah. starting to cry or they're starting to, you know what I mean? Fear is starting to take over. When do, when should the conversation end? When right, do you, right. you know what I mean? Do you keep talking about it for an hour, two hours? Yeah. You know what I mean? So when do you, when is that time? What's the balance? Right. What is right? the balance? And the balance without of, of, ignoring them and telling them yeah. you don't have a right to feel that way. Right. So. Um, I guess for me, it's, it's, it, I like to talk about things like that. So I'm, I'm constantly talking to the kids about current events, right? right and right. about things that are and going on in the community. Because yes. I want them to be woke. You know what I, I mean? I need them to be woke. Right? They won't woke. <laughs> they woke. So um, I'd love to know what you guys and how you guys talk to your children about the coronavirus. What were, what was the conversation like? Was there fear? Was there crying? Um, uh, did you find that your children didn't seem like they were worried about it at all. Because I, I believe that even when our kids are are acting like they're not worried about it, they are. I think our kids was worried. I, I know that um, when they lost a teacher, yeah, one of their teachers at school, you know what I mean? And I believe that they 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 were worried. And I believe our children, and see, I, I say I believe because, you know, I don't know what they're not telling us. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we, I, we would like to believe that we leave doors open for them to be able to voice their opinions and their concerns. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, and, and educate them with truth without my bias. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I think that's the thing that I'm always like, you know, without my bias, this is truth. This is mm-hmm. what's going on. Yes, we need to wear masks. Yes, we do. Yes, anybody can get it. These are the things that we need to do to protect ourselves. Right. You know I mean, but it's not saying that we will never get it. Yes, we love the Lord and we we serve God with everything, but it's there's no rhyme or reason of who is getting it. Yeah. So we must be safe right. and, and 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 take the proper precautions. The proper precautions, teaching them the exact truth. Amen. Hey, Elizabeth, how you doing? Hey, Elizabeth. Hey. 
hey, yo, I agree completely with exactly what Pastor Mingo just said. And I remember whenever everything first started and they were shutting the schools down and everything, and um, I was still working, or I am, you know, still working through all this, and I had to go to work. And uh, I remember yeah. one one afternoon I had come home, and um, Olivia was just she was really upset that I had to go to work, and she said, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'm I'm afraid for you. You know, she actually yeah. said I can't remember the exact words, but basically she she was afraid, and I could see it. And I, I remember sitting her down and I just told her, I said, baby, we don't operate in fear. I, you know, God's going to, yeah. he's in control. We're going to take precautions. We're going to, you know, wear masks. We're wiping things down. We're, you know, doing everything that we can. Right, right. But I'm not going to live my life in fear. I'm not going to be bound, you know, by fear, you know. Right, right. And um, even later on, it, she kind of jokingly, when I walked in the door, would spray me down with Lysol. You know, maybe change the door, you know, but we kind of made a joke of it. Like, okay, you know what? If this is what makes you feel comfortable, fine. You know, I want her to feel safe. You know, I want her to feel like I'm, I'm taking her fears seriously, but at the same time, I'm not going to allow her to be overcome with fear. Right. Now, did you, did, when you said that you didn't allow her to be overcome with fear, is that saying, um, okay, we're not going to talk about it or, or we're going to have the proper concern, um, Right. And no, so we, I want to clean up your concern. I want to make sure that, that your right. concern is being validated. However, I don't in, want you to dwell on it. Right. Exactly. We had intentional conversations. What is it exactly that you're afraid of? And, you know, because my daughter takes after me a lot and her mind goes to this place of worst case scenario, you know, and she's playing out all these things. And so I, I just, you know, rationally, you know, this is this is what is really going on. These are the facts. But, you know, this is the precautions we're taking. Right. You know, replacing it with truth. Yeah, definitely. You know? And they're reading they're reading your cues as well, because right. uh, uh, if they see panic in you, they're going to feel panic as well. So I guess the first thing we must do is we've got to remain calm. Right. right. Remembering that the children will react to both what you say and how you say it and what you do. Right. Right. And if they see and they pick up those cues of fear from you, then they're going to walk in that as well. Right. Amen. You know, I was reading this article, and thank you for that, Elizabeth. Don't hang up. I'm just saying um, that's good. It was talking about how um, how to get your children to understand what's going on in the world um, and um, being able to react to the news calmly, right? Mm-hmm. So it says the first thing that we should do is mm-hmm. find out without anything, what do they know? Yes. What have they heard? Before interrupting, well, that's not true, but letting them actually complete everything that right. they heard. Yeah. Everything from TikTok to news, their friends, yeah. everything, so that you can get an understanding where their mind is, so that you know how to approach truth right. to right. them without making them feel stupid from the things that they've heard. But yeah. saying, hey, that's some good points. You know what I mean? I can understand that, but let me explain to you this. And, and this is true. So that's what right. um, some of the things that they were saying. Like, you can't shun them from the news, but allowing them to, but first, before you start talking to them, find out what is that they heard. Yeah, that's right. And like right. Ivana said, give right. truths truth and guidance, correct her where she needs it. Right. Right. And, exactly. and leading them on that, on that path of truth, because um, whatever news system you watch, you're going to get their spin of things. So uh, a lot of times you're not getting even the truth from the news. You're getting right. the way that their news is talking to their base or that's news talking to their base. But as a parent, we need to sit down with our kids and say, look, um, you can think like this, but this is probably the right way to be thinking about it. Yeah. Right. And right. not let 
not let our not let the news right dictate raise our right, children right right we can't right. let the news raise our children we have to raise them right and be involved in it right. so thank you so much elizabeth thank you elizabeth thank you yes so it says how the, the um you can help your child fill in the gaps in their understanding of events you sit and you watch the news with them yeah if you sit and y'all sit like like how you do, you mm -hmm. sit and you have these discussions. See, well, that's when you and I are just different. Like you sit and watch the news, and I watch the news, um, and then I'll stop because it's going right. to be the same thing all day long. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I'll discuss with them periodically, like maybe getting the groceries out the car, walking around the store, yeah. or something like that. Um, because I guess that's my comfortable zone yeah. of make not making it. Um, not making it um terrifying right. but like a casual conversation yeah definitely um and where i love how, but i love how you do it yeah. how you sit with them and watch the news you know what i mean so there mm -hmm. is no wrong way or right way as long as the conversations are being had right, and that they're ongoing conversations and i love the way that um our kids are very opinionated so they will they're mm -hmm. going to tell you what they feel about a certain subject you know what i mean and um even if it's wrong even if it's wrong we're going to talk about it and and really uh get it right i said uh vana said isley loves the news like only takes so much right. so what are isley doing loving the news <laughs> that's awesome but so our first point was to re remain calm right remember that they're picking up on your cues the next thing is to reassure our children Mm -hmm. Right. We have to reassure reassure them that they're safe. Uh, let them know that it's OK if they feel upset. It's OK to if you're even if you're scared, it's OK to feel that. And, you know, let's talk about it. What are some of the things that you're afraid of? And let's see if we can do things that uh, uh, that will help you in that fear. Right. So if you're afraid to go out in public, well, you know what? Let's wear a mask. Well, let's you know look, what I mean? Let's look at that. Let's look at mm -hmm. um, like Elizabeth. You know, um, I love how she said, you know, her conversations with um, Olivia is intentional. Yeah. You know, she has intentional conversations. But look at a child who is um, mostly by themselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because moms that work, you know what I mean? And even yeah, if yeah. they come here, if she comes here, she's still isolated. You know what yeah. I mean? How, how? I mean, can you imagine the, the psyche of that, of and always being by yourself process. and the thought process and yeah. the news and mom is at work and... You know, you you watch where people go to the hospital, they're not coming back home, and, yeah. and you know what I mean. So, um, it's so important to reach out, yes, to, to to our children, especially those who are at home, and and and, and encouraging them, because right. I mean, we can say whatever we want, but when you have that much time by yourself, not like our kids have other kids, yeah, them. definitely. You know what I mean? So I think about those kids who right. are, um or or at home alone, or like the younger kids. We can shield the younger kids, right? You know what I mean. From it's hard to shield on. a preteen, but the older kids, right. you know, where they are so influenced by yeah. everything, and then they're coming into their own opinions and right. thoughts and how they how they filter the news, right? You, right. you know exactly. what I mean. And so, um, yeah. for children, a lot of things is cut and dry. It's like if you don't like something, just don't do it. Right. However, there's all these there's things that happen in the gray part that we as parents have learned, you know, that we have to continue to teach our children because every action has a reaction. Right. Every every decision someone in the government makes, it has an unintended uh, unintended action as well. Right. Its action is to do this, but it also has an unintended action. Mm -hmm. So we let we're letting our children know about all these things, know about the intended action and the unintended action, the, the, the way it's supposed to positively affect our community and the way that it negatively affects our community. And um, so, so a lot of, a lot of things that we've heard recently in the news has been about 
not wearing masks. You yeah. know, uh, um, uh, if you wear a mask, then you're not uh, you're not a Republican. Or if you don't wear a mask, you're not a Democrat. And we published we made that a political thing. And and so now our children are watching this and they're saying, well, if you wear a mask, you're just afraid. You know what I mean? And then but they're losing the sense of urgency that's in wearing a mask and why it's important because they're watching the news and they're watching uh, uh, people around them have such a cavalier attitude towards uh, the whole coronavirus. And to me, that's dangerous. Uh, I actually looked up the word cavalier last night Mm. and it meant the, the meaning of cavalier is to not give something its rightful concern. Right. Mm-hmm. To, to not give something this rightful concern. It doesn't say to be walking in fear. Right. But it says there are some things that you should be concerned yeah. and take precautions about. And I think uh, uh, the coronavirus is one of those things that we should take precautions about, yes. not uh, allow ourselves to walk in fear, but to tell our children, hey, I want you to remain calm. I want to reassure you that you're OK. And mom and dad got you. Right. And this is what we're going to do to protect ourselves. Well, well, I'm not understanding how we can even be having the 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 notion of no mask. When when this whole thing started, the hospitals didn't have enough masks. Right. And people was and still are dying by the masses. So yeah. is it that we've become desensitized now? We right. have been in quarantine. So people are like, you know what? It is what it is. I'm down with that. I don't know. You know what I mean? Maybe that's and that's part of it. Sometimes some people will say, you know, well, there was one family that I know for sure they took their kids around people that had the coronavirus because they felt if their kids got it, then they would build up their immunity for it and it'd be over with, right? Mm-hmm. Not knowing anything well, what about ha- it. What would happen? Then uh, uh, there's another uh, a narrative. Like chicken pox. Right. Uh, there's another, yeah, there's another narrative out there that was saying, well, if you... Um, the coronavirus isn't even in real. It's not real. That's yeah. And it's not being uh, reported. But yet we have family. But we have family who's dying. And yeah, so a lot of times people then. don't give things it's, it's rightful. Why uh, is it because it's become desensitized? Is it because why do you think why do you think that why why do you think we we're like that? I guess a lot. I think a lot of it will probably be based in fear. Sometimes we just have a hard time. Fear is looking. denial. Well, yeah, it's denial. So you have a hard time looking at things, and um, because it's scary when you do look at it, right? But that doesn't help the kids, right? And the right. kids are listening to that, and they are building right. their fears for it. And even though our parents may be acting like it's not real, the kids are every day seeing that it is, and they're picking up this thing, this phone that has all the information in the known world on it. And they are listening to the news. They are reading. And, and the worst thing is they're listening to both of them. <laughs> you know, so they're so confused. And and then because you're not talking to them, they come up with their right. own. They're building their own. Their own narrative. Yeah. And um, which is building trauma yeah. inside of their little body. And you know what I mean? And with the trauma, you're going to have to release some, all that energy some kind of way. Do you know what I mean? Right. Look, so one of the points that we have tonight is also avoid language that might blame others. Right. And, and this is important because uh, uh, we saw in the beginning yeah. of this that it was the Chinese. Yes. Flu, right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it was the Kung flu. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and so we started pointing fingers at people. And it, 
And that's a hard, that's a, a terrible place to, to, to teach our children. That's right. Because we unintendedly, we're teaching them racism. Right. 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 We're teaching that to them. And, and if someone dies in their family, then now they have built a hate mm. for this type of person because they feel like it's their fault. Right. Mm-hmm. So we have to avoid blaming others for um, crisis situations. We definitely need to talk about it and we need to uh, uh, have the, the good conversations about it. But the things that you say is going to be the driving force in their life for the rest of their lives. Right. And it's going to be the way that they see the world for the rest of their life. So I'm uh, um, even in that subject, I would love for you guys to talk to me on how did you explain what the coronavirus was? How, what, what was the words that you used? Um, how did you how did you not point fingers towards China or or towards a certain demographic of people? Uh, what were the things that you used? And if, if the kids are listening, um, how did you receive that information? So, uh, yeah, isn't that, that's crazy, huh? Yeah. You know, um, it's just like when you were saying how we... Of course you can call. When you were talking about the, um, you know, the unintended racism. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and it's not even just with, with China, even talking about the mask and how this area don't want us to wear masks, this one don't. And, and we, we, we teach our kids it's just so, so much falseness right. rather than going to reputable news right. and getting the facts, the information. How about the news from the doctors, from yeah. the nurses? Right. That's great information for our children. That's real because it's a medical yeah. thing. It's not a political thing for kids. Right. They don't get right. all that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But what it is, it's a real medical issue. Yes, definitely. And so if a med- if they watch you, like um, the, one of the doctors at the lake, Lady of the Lake, you know, I love watching her with the kids because she's no nonsense. She's just going to say it the way it is. Right. You guys are calling Awesome. What's going on, Derek? How you doing? I'm doing good. And you? Um, awesome. Awesome. Hey, Thank you for calling tonight. Uh, no problem. No problem, man. Uh, I just wanted to uh, to answer that question um, that that you asked about, um, like uh, how do we explain it to to the kids? You know, mm-hmm. I didn't. I know with my kids, I didn't specifically just tell them that the, that uh, that COVID nineteen came from China. You know, um, I gave them the uh, the backdrop of it, you know, uh, yeah, coming from like the wet market and you know, like the bad, right, right, and stuff like that, and people getting contaminated. But uh, it was never important to me to point it at a particular uh, race of individuals, you know, right, right. Why do you think people do that? Uh, I don't, I don't think that it's. Well, maybe it is. It may be intentional because, you know, a lot of people want to, uh, it's just the nature to have somebody yeah. to blame, you know, yeah. to have somebody to blame for things. You know? Right, right. Which, uh, I, I believe that it was a, uh, if it was the case that it was a contaminated animal that somebody ate or whatever, you know, that could have happened to anybody. Yeah, right. definitely. That could that could have happened at any form in the, in the United States, you know, but it's not, uh, it's, to me, it's not important to point. Right. Exactly. I love that, Derek, because that's exactly what I was thinking, is that we have, it has to be somebody's fault. Right. It's, we have to blame somebody. Um, 
God forbid we get into a spiritual conversation about yeah. it. You know what I mean? So let's just keep it on the surface level. Right, right. <laughs> you know I mean? right. God forbid right. we go back in history and all the things that has been going on that yeah. God has been warning us about and all the racism that was going on and all the stuff that yeah. we've been doing wrong in, in the body of Christ, in our government, when we took God from being putting God first and everything yeah. to making him last. You know what I mean? We forget about all that. We don't we don't want to talk right. about that because that's just that's just too religious. Right, you but know we gotta blame I mean? somebody. We gotta blame somebody so it got to be this particular person who is still all God's people so let's just and, and, and I guess I like what you said also Derek is that it don't matter it, it really matter. doesn't matter it don't matter where it came from it don't matter anything it's about here. it because everyone can get it so That's what right. does it matter what telling them that because nobody has the, the information everybody think they know right right but at the end right. of the day at the end of the day do we serve a God or not that's right. Is he still not on the throne or not? Right. And um, and how are we encouraging our kids to trust God? How are we encouraging our kids to sh- how are we sharing with them yeah. about God in this time? You know what I mean? Because I was thinking earlier, what a great time for them to be able to serve. You know, getting our kids together to get sock bags because yeah. there's still homeless people out there who has the virus, who's right. not have, who don't have any help. There's still other ways that we can serve and be encouraging yeah, instead definitely. of instead of focusing on the news. How can we be of help? How yeah. can we share with them like, hey, this may be going on, but this is how we can um, still bring hope to right. other kids. Hey, you have some friends at school at home that's yeah. still doing nothing. How can we encourage them and lead them? To, there's so much that's we right. can do. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, Derek. I, I just want to add one more thing. Um, okay. It's 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 also it's also important to um to instill in the children, you know, to let them know, like even though like they see so much death coming from this disease, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's very important that the children know that death is not the end. You know, they have to have right. Hope That's of, good. Of going of going to heaven. Any yeah. Right. That uh, like I can tell any one of my kids, like, don't do that. You can get seriously hurt. You could even die. And the next thing come out the mouth, and they they say, and then I'll go be with God. You know. Right. So they right. Know that it's it, it's something you know that comes that comes after death. You know. So That's good. It's Definitely. Not something that they should just be afraid of death because we all have to go that way one day. And I think that's important. That's definitely that this is not the end of things, and and that we don't we don't see death the way the world sees it. We see right. it as a new beginning. So right, yeah. I want you here as long as I can. I want you here as long as you can be here. But at the end right. of the day, God has the, all, the ultimate power to call us home whenever. Amen. Right. Amen. Hey, thank you, brother. All right, thank you guys. Love y'all. Thank love you. Too. Love you too. So it's just such a great information, right? Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love I love how he said, you know, he talks to his kids about, you know, there is a life after this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this is not the the end all now. We're gonna still take all the precautions. You ain't trying to you ain't trying to go nowhere. Yeah. You know, if something was to happen to me, it's like it's preparing them in worst case scenario so that we're not living in La La Land and we're not acting like it's like it's like we're invincible. That's right. You know That's what I mean? Right. But preparing them for the worst, believing the best but and the worst is not necessarily the worst. That's right. There is life after this. Yeah. Amen. Oh. amen. Hey, Dan, what's going on, my brother? Hey, how y'all doing? Good, man. Good. Good to hear your voice. Yeah, I love I love hearing y'all's too because there there's so much that can be learned, you know, from somebody yeah. that 
from just, you know, the body, you know, like different, different views and different aspects of different yeah. people and different revelations that they get. And, you know, I like everything that y'all said and I like everything that Derek said too. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, so I can just, you know, put in my thoughts and, you know, whenever Corona came out and they were, you know, doing quarantine and everything like that, um, you know, my youngest daughter, Selena, started asking me, and she's seven, she started asking me, you know, what it was all about. And, you know, I, I know that whenever kids are kids, they absorb everything, especially yeah. from their parents. So I try to reflect everything back to God and back to his word as much as possible. And the only thing that um, I really told her about it was Jesus said that there will be pestilence and pe mm -hmm. pestilence is a disease. It's a sicknesses that mm -hmm. spread around the world. And, you know, and I said, Bay, this is just more accuracy of God's word and what right. we can really do is take the necessary precautions and ask that he just protect us from it, you know, and That's right. no matter what happens, because you got to look at the at the side, too, where it's like even if she or I were to catch it and we end up on our deathbed, we still at the end, God is still God and we're still going to love him and serve him through whatever happens, you know. Yeah. And um you know, I heard one guy saying, you know, and he says he's a Christian, man, but, you you know, you will know them by their fruits. And Amen. Th this guy was like, you know, y'all wearing a mask, y'all live in fear, you know, I walk in fear, right, like, y'all live in fear. And I'm like, well, look, man, let me ask you something. Whenever you ride in your car, do you wear a seatbelt? Yeah. Right. Like, I mean... <laughs> I mean, God, he's like, you know, uh, you know, uh, I, I do not have the spirit of fear, but of love, power and sound mind. And I said, come on, man. I said, God also bless us with some common sense. Yes. You know, I mean, let's let's not avoid that. It's not a fearful thing. And it's 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 um, looking out for yourself and others. Right. Because if you're not if you're not taking the necessary precautions and you're walking around like so bold like nothing's ever going to happen to you, then that's that's testing God for one. Right. Right. You know, and another thing, too, it's like, you know, um, it's in some places, you'll get like a $500 fine if you're not, if you're right. caught without a mask. Right. You right. know, and he said, well, I don't wear my seatbelt. You know, Jesus is Lord. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Well, it also says. <laughs> that conversation right, would have ended right there. <laughs> yeah, well, I, it did right before I said, well, it also says to abide by the laws of the land. Right. So, I mean, you're really not speaking my language, you know, but, you know, anyway, God bless. But right, I, right. I, I mainly, yeah, I mainly tell like my daughters and stuff, you know, the main thing is, is that we have to, you know, be aware of the common sense that God gave us. You know, he, he gave certain people, different ideas to keep us safe. This is one uh -huh. of them. Right. And, you know, we should, we should be considerate of other people because what if something, I mean, cause you don't have, you don't see the effects for a while. 
So what if you have it and you didn't take the necessary precaution in protecting other right, people? Right, right, exactly. And now they have it because you were too arrogant to think that God has so much over you that you're not going to catch something. Well, you know, God has been the type to be like, oh, you think you're all that. So, you know, <laughs> here you go. Right. You know, but, um, but yeah, and then, you know, uh, what Derek said as far as, you know, pointing fingers and, and blaming China and stuff. Look, and whenever he was talking about it, all I kept thinking about was Adam and Eve. Right. You know, uh, the serpent did this. The woman you gave me did this. Right, you know, right, this, right. Per- this one did this. This one did this. And it's yeah. like, just accept what, what it is. Right. And, you know, just ask for God's protection, you know. and um, Right. And, and I like what Aminga said, too, as far as what can, like, this is what I understood from it. Um, what can we as believers, what opportunities do we have to help in such a crisis situation? Right, right. To where, you know, because this can be an opportunity to shine a light. You know, I remember right. I was at my cousin's house during quarantine, and I heard a knock at the door, and I opened the door, and this lady with a mask and a box full of food was just like, hey, I'm trying to practice social distancing, but I also wanted to give you all this. Man, wow. that was the most heartwarming thing. You know, yeah. I was just like, and then before she left, she was like, God bless. And I was like, oh, go figure. You know, I mean, right, you're right. a child of God. You know, That's right. so, I mean, there's, um, you know, but this is this is a biblical prophecy. This is something that Jesus says that there would be pestilence and wars and rumors of wars. And man, this is just birth pains. This is just That's all... Right paving the way for his return. So I try to tell those things to my kids and say, look, the world is corrupt. The world is not perfect. It has been, you know, depleting since um, the flood and, you know, since the fall of man. And this is just where we're at in this time right now. So we're just going to have to, you know, just adapt with what what's going on and just believe in God, have faith in God and love him no matter what happens. I love yeah. that, Daniel. I love how you how you talk to your your children about yes. God and yes. how you bring it back. I mean, you're right. Aminga said it earlier as well about bringing it back to what the Bible says, yes. right? And, yeah. and the Bible said this, and it just allows you to be able to to have a, a even deeper conversation with our children about God. Yes. So that's really awesome, man. Thank you for calling in. I love how yes, Dan- sir. I Thank love you. how Daniel went through every person. It was like, let me tell you what y'all fed me. Like I love right, that. right. That's awesome. That's what I'm talking about. That's awesome. So let's let's kind of flip the let's change um, uh, direction. And um, as we continued on in this year, we also we have also watched the um, the racial unrest. Right, we've seen uh, that that racism has taken a big bold uh, uh, front seat. Like I didn't think anything would top coronavirus, right? Well, I right. didn't think I didn't think anything would top Kobe Bryant dying in a helicopter crash. That that just oh. devastated me. Right, yes, it did. Right. It's still devastating. And it's still, that's probably a crisis don't, that don't, I won't. It's okay. Okay, I won't it's okay. go there. It's okay. But then coronavirus happens, and then uh, 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 the, the racial unrest, and, I, and that's at that point I was like, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. Get me out of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, as a father, as a black father, I've had that conversation with my children about, uh, especially my sons, 
um, when Bobby was was really getting taller. Bobby got taller than me. When he got taller than me, we really got sat down and we started having a conversation about uh, him being a black man, right? And and dealing with the uh, uh, um, racism and how some people will see him as uh, right. When they see him, just, they don't see his heart. They don't see his they his love. They see his They be intimidated by him. Yeah. Right. They see his size. And his facial expression. Because he looks serious and sweet. Yeah. Right. But no one is really, they haven't taken the time to know his heart. They just see, right. you know, a big black man. And so that conversation was, it was difficult to have because I knew he didn't understand why someone would see him that way. And, um, and I think as a father... I can't. I, 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 many, 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 many black fathers, and I would love if you're a, a father on here and you talk to your sons about the talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, there's two talks. There's the talk about sex. My conversation. That's your conversation. You go with that one. Yes. Right. And there's the talk about racism. Yeah, and being just being a black man, and yeah, right. That's your conversation. But I have good conversation with the boys yeah. too, because um, it's so important that. Um, that for for them to have just to have the conversation, right. it's an ongoing conversation. Um, being that um, just being a darker, um, being black and a darker skinned um, yeah. person, we are perceived um differently mm-hmm. than a light lighter skin. You know what I mean? Right. Um, black person, and so being that I'm the darker one in the family of all of us, and my son is, he and I have those conversations because we have that facial expression right. of, of no nonsense, maybe give you the shirt up our back and but yeah. you won't know that if you just first look at us. And so instantly right. it's intimidating. Cause I don't I don't know if you remember me telling you that years ago I was in this altercation um argument and the police came to my door mm-hmm. and um me being emotional, I think I was probably drinking whatever, but they they opened my door. Yeah. Uh, without my permission, they like mm-hmm. turned the knob and opened it, and I slung the door shut. Yeah, not knowing it was about ten policemen out there, and all you heard was guns. Um, like, all you heard like right. fast, and then um, um, the person that was with me was like, "Wait, wait, wait!" And I wouldn't be here. Right, I, I literally wouldn't be here. Do you see? Yeah, definitely. So um. It's so important to have those conversations. I say that to say it's just so important to be calm yeah. and to think about everything that you do. Because as you said, the police also have um, fear and anxiety. Yeah, of because you don't, they don't know what they're walking into. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, I guess for me, it's um, it's hard to have that conversation. Oh, you said, what about me? I see her. I see you, Olivia. You too. We had the conversation too. Um, but uh, uh, it's, it's an... It's hard to have that conversation, right? And then and say, look, this is not every white person, right? And then so now they're like, well, who is it, right? It's a it's a systematic racism that is not just white people that have it, right? Black people have it as well. That's right. Right? Some, I know people that let's say they walk down the street and they see a black person walking towards them and they black. And they still feel fear, right. right? Because they have this fear of 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 color, fear of of race, and the media perpetuates it. The right. uh, movie theaters perpetuate it, right? And so they constantly see it, right? They right. constantly see it, and 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 it it brings fear in them. 
Hey, what's going on? What's up, Olivia? Hey. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit more about that. So, like, uh -huh. um, so at school, like, one of these kids asked me, like, because we were talking about racism, whatever. And they're like, if you were in a room with a bunch of white people, would you be more comfortable in a room with a, a bunch of white people or a bunch of black people? Uh -huh. And um, some of the kids say, like, white people. Some kids say black people. And I said, why? why the white people and they're like and they were like oh because i don't know like they're like i don't know i just it feels more comfortable and i was like and i was like i explained a little bit more. i was like maybe it's because it's taught you know like like um like how these white savior movies make it look like oh black man bad right and like the white people come like save the day or whatever right right and like they don't portray that not everyone is like that so yeah. it's taught into these kids and that's what makes them feel more comfortable around white people because it's right. taught through movies and stuff like that like they don't see how it's a like they're just trying to make it seem like not all white people are bad and i know that right. not all white people are bad but if the movie is specifically about that then maybe it's not the right movie to watch to educate right right and i think that you're totally right That's hollywood good. has a they have a part to play in how we are portrayed and how um white america is also portrayed Right. And, and so it's important as parents that we're guiding that conversation. Yes. Right. We're guiding that conversation and we're allowing them to understand. Yes, this is out there. Racism is out there. However, it's not everybody. Right. It's not everybody. And, uh, you know, we we came from Maine. And so our ideas about race was totally different. And when, so when our kids got here. Uh, they were definitely affected and it was like a culture shock because they hadn't been around a lot of black people before. And that, I think they struggled with that. Oh, yeah. What do you think, Olivia? Right, because since being in Maine, there's not a lot of like black people up there. So mm -hmm. I came down here, I was either too white, I was like too white for all the black people. So right. I hang out with like the white kids, I guess, or like the more yeah. proper kids. And then right. I was too black for them. So like, where am I supposed to go? Because none of them would accept me. Wow. But like, right. So I don't understand. Right. Wow. That's, and this is from a 12 year old. Yeah. And like that's hard school. to hear. Like, like, like at school. school. Like mm -hmm. when I would sit with the kids at the back, they're like, say this, say that. And I was like, I'm not going to say it. And they're like, maybe you're not going to say it because you're not black enough. Like, okay, what? First off, what? Right. How does that right. make sense? Maybe I just don't feel comfortable saying the word. How about that? Right. But like I think that's, you're just not raised that way. You know, right. and it's, um, I get really like frustrated because when I play, uh, even on the PlayStation online, you know, uh, when I hear those words coming even out of black people's mouths, it bothers me so much to my core that I'll mute them, you know, because I, it's racism is racism. And I believe that, that as a culture, we have been taught to even hate ourselves. I, I believe personally that like, I guess I do feel like uncomfortable when people do say like that word, <clears throat> but mm -hmm. it's also like our word to reclaim. Right. Like, mm -hmm. like it has racial background behind it towards us so that's why it's our word to reclaim so you just it like, loses like, just power like, right just like so if we say it kind of like loses like like you said like it loses power i guess 
towards us like it makes us feel more powerful i don't really know right, how to right. explain it but it's like since the racial background behind it is so powerful since we can reclaim it right. it makes us feel a little bit more better about the background behind it wow even though it does make me feel uncomfortable of like saying it because right, i don't right. feel like saying it but i do understand that it is our word to reclaim right right so, wow it's like, thank just you like so us, much you're so wise Thank you. You're so wise. I wonder how where you get that from. You get yeah, it from I wonder. <laughs> wow, it's it's hard to have these conversations. Thank you, Olivia. It's hard to have these conversations, but I would want to. I want to know, uh, even from my white parents, how did you talk about race and racism with your children? Um, how did you talk to them about being? Uh, um, not judging a person by their by their skin, but by the content of their heart. What were some of the things that you used? What were some of the things that you said that um, you know they got it? You know, and did did you see that in them at any point? I would love to hear from my parents on how you talked about the race thing. How did you talk about uh, uh, um, Mr. George and and the police? Uh, how did you talk to them? As the black parents, how did you talk to them about the police? Um, one of the things that I talked to my kids were, was about if a policeman comes up to you while you're driving, keep your hands on the on the steering wheel, right? Um, <clears throat> look at them in the eyes. Let them see you. Uh, don't make any any rash, uh, uh, quick movements, right? Because they're just as afraid, afraid when they walk over to you as you are as they come to you. Um, recently on, on the news had a, a little boy, and I don't know if you guys saw it, there was a little boy on it, and the police car was driving down the street, and this little boy hid behind his car. He hid behind his dad's car. He was out playing in his yard, and he hid as the police was driving, and they caught it on the uh, camera, the house camera, and his, and his dad was so brokenhearted that his son did that, and, and they've shared that video. Uh, they've shared that video um, on the news now and showing people that there is a real fear um, in our black men and our boys about the police and um, about racism. It is really heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And so racism is a hard conversation to have with our children, not just... Uh, not just a conversation that's hard to have with black children, but I can't imagine how hard it is to have that conversation with white kids. Right. Right. Um, how do you talk about um, white power? Right. And how do you talk against white power, but still tell them to be pride, have pride about who they are? You see what I'm saying? Right. It's a conversation that that is difficult to have. I don't want any child that uh, that goes to Liberty Church to feel like they're less than because they're white and they had this had this what went on in the past, right? No, right. I want them to be have pride of who they are, and have pride to be a uh, uh, white, right? Just like I want the children that are black to be proud that they are black. When I was a kid, one of the things that uh, I remember in my second grade year, my second grade year. I had a uh, a white teacher. I can't remember her name, but she was one of my favorite teachers. And um, it was, I think it was right after, 
Rodney King. And I remember going up to her uh, at that uh, some point in the class and I said, I wish I was white. And oh man, she sat there and she cried and I, and she gave me a hug. And then we had a long discussion on being proud about who I am, right? And uh, being proud about being a, a black man. And she, she helped instill that in me when I wasn't getting it even from home. Yeah. You know what I mean? She talked to me about how great I am and how great I could be when nobody was telling me that at home. Right. So it was a real difficult conversation. Uh, and and I think I'm so glad that it happened because I looked at myself totally different after that. I looked at myself totally different. So guys, the lines are still open. We would love to hear what you have to say about this well, that's conversation. What I, that's what I was waiting to see if someone's going to call and explain how do they talk to their child yeah. who is Caucasian about, you know, what's going on. Right. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Hey, um, I just figured I'd call because <laughs> nobody else was. <laughs> um, I was, uh, I was actually gonna, um, talk about what, like, some of the things that I say to my daughter about racism. And it's, um, what I can think about right now is, uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So it's yeah. hard for me to not, say what I feel whenever certain things are brought up and I know that my daughters have uh, heard me say before that I view racism as a demon you know it's it's uh it's just an unclean spirit and like I visualize um and I didn't go into this much detail but just between us like I visualize the devil laughing because it's like I didn't have to convince you to murder this person and be hated. Right. I didn't have to convince you to rape this person and be rated uh, and be uh, hated. All I had to do was let racism go rampant and you're white and you're black. Now y'all hate each other. Right. You right. know, it's something as silly as a skin color. You know, people are forgiven and viewed in certain ways like, oh, he's changed and stuff like that. Racism doesn't see that. You can't change what color you are. Right. You know, and the one thing I tell, um, you know, my kids about black and white and, you know, uh, and one of my one of my kids is Latino. And I told mm -hmm. her, I said, the thing about color is there's no such thing. Like, I mean, the, the, the only the only thing that made us different color is different, different parts of the world that people were right. at whenever they, right. you know, that's that's it. Like and, and I and I'll even get stern enough to tell them um you know, because I, I usually don't get stern with my kids, but I will tell them, don't you ever wow. entertain a group of people that are messing with a certain somebody because they're they don't fit in with them in their right. color. Right. You right. know, and I, I because I I will I will I get really upset about that because it's just it's just plain not right. You know, and um you know, they're like, like I said, um, God created us all, you know, and yeah, yeah. he, he shows, he shows no partiality, you know, and we're, we're, we're all, um, in a position to where we all need love. And this is another thing I say is that if she, she actually came home one time and told me that a group of people were picking on 
somebody right. else and stuff okay. like that. And my yeah. my question is always, what was your response? Wow. You know, that, you know what's great about that is that Minga always says that exact same thing. What did you do? Right? How did yeah, you exactly. Exactly. Because if she comes home and she says, this boy was mean to me, I, look, I'm more concerned about how you responded than what he did. Because, yeah. you know, and I tell her all the time, did you pray for him? Like, did you right. lift him up in prayer? Like, did you defend the person that was being picked on right. no matter what type of handicap they were or no matter what type of, I mean, man, people can get mean even with like, oh, yeah. children you can be can born be, with all children can be horrible. Yeah. You're right. And, and even if, even if somebody was born with some type of handicap or autism or something, they will be targeted because it's like, you know, they're outnumbered or they view right. it as a weakness or something like that. And I tell her, you know, I want, and, and man, I learned so much from my daughter. I really yeah. do from, because, and the way I say, the reason I say that is, is because it's the love of a father to a child and it reflects God's love on us. Yeah. Whenever I talk to her certain ways and, you know, and I tell her, I don't care what everybody else is doing. You're my daughter and you're going to do this. Yeah. You know, this is how I want you to, you have to be different, you know, like you have right. to not blend in with them. But, you know, I, I don't just talk to you just to hear myself talk. Like I'm yeah. really wanting you to get this stuff, you know, because you are a child of mine and I want people to, and it's not, it's not a pride thing. It's not an arrogant thing. It's not a self-righteous thing, but I want people to, whenever they hear what you say or something like that, because a lot yeah. of children's behavior is reflected off of their parents. That's right. You know, That's and, right. and, and I, and, and you are my, my child and I want you to stick up for this person. I want you to pray for this person or defend this person and right. don't look at what they're looking at. Don't get entertained or influenced and all that because it's wrong. Right. You know, and, and I believe that that's how God views us. It's like, I know what the world is doing, but you're right. my child and this is what I want you to do, you know. But um, that's basically all I really had to say about what I talked to my kids about as far as racism is that they weren't taught that. Right. You know, so they uh, they should not be influenced. Like sometimes like I want to I want to allow them to see that it's an opportunity. Right. To shine a light, to be different or something like that. Whenever they get placed into that situation, it's the same thing with God with us. Whenever we get in front of a, um, a person or a group of people and, you know, they're they're cussing in that man. It happens to me all the time at work. Yeah. Like they talk about all kind of different things. But if it's the perception of the person, if they view it as an opportunity yeah. to shine the light, then that's what it's going to be. You know, so let me let me ask you, Daniel, did have your daughters ever came home and said that someone was teasing them about their their race or about about their color or anything like that? Oh, my 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 Latino daughter, definitely like yeah. she'll, she's short, like she's really small and petite for her age. Mm -hmm. And um. You know, like they, they, and another thing too is because she's so sweet and so compassionate toward others, you right. know, the world views, um, meekness as a weakness, but right. it's not, right. it's, it's strength under control because I know good and well that, you know, if she, if she 
ever came to the position where she uh, was being picked on that she could throw punches or scream and right. grab hair. I know she could do that. Yeah. But I'll, I'll tell her, you know. I'll tell my kids to grab right. a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. The book. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, no, um, no, don't. No. You can get the, the book too, but whatever book you pick up, make sure it's hard enough to hit somebody upside the head with it. <laughs> right. Well, I just tell her, you know, whenever they pick on her, it's like I said, my, my I, I always ask, okay, all right, enough about that. What was your response? What right. did you do? And then and then if I ask, see, for a while I would ask, did you pray for that person? Yeah. And then at first she started saying no. And I said, okay, well, we're going to pray with, we're going to pray for them and their household together. Yeah. And then it got to where whenever I would ask her, did you pray for them? She started saying yes. Yeah. And I and I, I would say, let's okay, let's go, let's do it again. And then, you know, just man, because prayer works. It does. Like prayer does. really works. And yeah. and one of the things I, I told a guy at work the other day where he was like, you know, you might handle something this way being a Christian, but I might handle it this way. And I said, you know the best way to handle something like that? He said, what? I said, prayer. I right. said, because, you know, God is a better God than any of us. That's so right. if you just give it to him, he knows, he know, he could do far more than what we ever could. He knows how to fight yeah. our battles. Right. So if I teach my kids that and, and they learn to believe it, then they'll have faith in their prayers and they'll start seeing differences. Man, it's it's amazing. Like, I mean, I love it, but... Amen. But that's basically all I wanted to say with that is that just pray for the person, defend the person. Yeah. You know, like don't let don't 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 just be a don't just let people speak about somebody uh, for any means. Like right, just right. say, you know what? Like that that's enough. Like I'm uh, like y'all are wrong for that. Like stand up. Like say something. You know, I'm not asking you to you know, get into a fight with a bunch of people and stuff like that, but say yeah. something. They might even reject you. Don't be you a know, part for of what the you're problem. saying. Exactly. That's, that's, thank you, that's, that's, thank you that's so much, it. Dave, that's for good. calling in, brother. Okay, thank you. So, Amingo, what what did you think about what Daniel said? I love the I love um how he talks to his girls. Yeah. I love that he has two girls. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And hearing it from their dad. He's a girl dad. He's a girl dad. And I, I love how he talks to them, how he's just honest and, and he set the standards and the rules and say, Listen, don't tell me a problem you haven't sprayed for them. Right. You know what I mean? Like so many people we miss that point. We just we talk about but look, let's pray for him. You right. know, and then and then how his daughter came back later and like now she's like now she's yeah, doing I'm, she I'm, got I'm the practice them and it. teaching them like it's okay to stand up for someone when you see something that's wrong. No, right. people are gonna reject you, people may not like you, but be bold enough to stand for what's right. You know, right. be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. And yeah. you're not too young to have a standard. And that's she's right. teaching her now to have a standard and boundaries. Because if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. So yeah. it's such a beautiful thing um, of what he's teaching his daughter, having a daughter that is Latina. And right. Do you know what I mean? Right. And just, he's, I love his mind. He's just yeah. very well-rounded. And, he's um, kind. I like Daniel. Okay, he's kind. I like you, Daniel. Anyway. You're hey, just, Olivia. No, I like you, Daniel. Hey, uh, I, don't, I hope you don't mind me uh, calling again. But of course no, not. not at all. Yeah, I wanted to um, answer like what you were talking about. 
how like you talk about racism like to your mm-hmm. kids i don't have any kids but i talk about racism so right so um i personally think that um white people they mm-hmm. should be proud of who they are and right. they also know the racial background that like their ancestors have right right so if they so they should know that they do have white privilege and they mm-hmm. should use that privilege to speak out against um like what's the word like racism against minorities yeah i so totally they should agree use, so they should use their privilege to speak out about it since they know that they'll probably be the first one that p- other people will listen to right because so, of like their skin color so you don't think it's a it's a bad thing for them to say okay yeah i i I do have privilege, privilege, right? But I can do something positive with it, right? As long as they acknowledge it, because I hate people that that think they don't have white privilege, because it's right. real and you do have it. So mm-hmm. as long as they acknowledge it and they use it like for good, then fine with me. I don't care. I don't care. Who's, who's child are you? Who's who's uh, your parents? I, I don't know. That's awesome, Olivia. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I love your mind. I love, I love your mind. mind too. And I, I think that's. Honesty. I think you really do uh, hit the nail on the head. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with being proud of yourself right. and being proud of of your place in the world. As long as we do something positive with it, and we make we bring other people up, we don't put whole people down. I feel like this: the people that you step on as you're moving up in the world will be the same people that you're gonna meet Me. while you're going that's back right. down. You know, someone had put a post about that, about the the white privilege, not white privilege, they was talking about being proud of being white, which, again, you should be proud of your history and and different things like that and knowing your background and knowing your history. You know what I mean? But the way it was posted was just like, but do I talk about those as robbing us? It was just so ugly. And and I typically, if anybody knows me, I don't get involved in those type of conversations because Mm -hmm. I just don't have time to waste my words but this particular time i did say something i said it's so unfortunate that you missed the whole mark right of what um um black lives matter means, means. yeah and, black- and as much as i love you as much right. as i love you and i i see i see you it hurts my heart that this is what you would post Right. And you just took you like you just missed the mark altogether. No one ever yeah. told you not to be proud of who you are. It was not that Black Lives Matter meant nobody else life matter. It meant we were gonna celebrate and uplift a culture yeah. who have been so beat down for years and we're gonna acknowledge this thing has been happening together, together for real. And we're gonna put in the forefront that hey, this we're not going to allow this to happen anymore. Right. Meaning you don't have to put white for all, all that stuff because we're celebrating this right now. Right. Is it okay? Is that Is okay? This, why do it have to be? What about me? Yeah. It, it's always been about you. Yeah, I watched uh, um, uh, one guy, uh, pastor, and he was in the, in the sermon. He said that what if there had been people around Jesus when Jesus was saying, blessed are the meek. And then they was like, no, Jesus, blessed is everybody. Right, right. <laughs> you can't just bless the meek. Oh, was it Derek that said... Um, was it Derek that came on and talked about um, on the podcast you did on Tuesday when he said how, you know, if Jesus was here right now, yeah. how many people would miss him because he don't fit into anybody's politics right. and anybody way of thinking? Yeah. You know what I mean? How many people would miss? It's so crazy because Jesus would definitely be a liberal. 
Okay, babe. <laughs> Olivia, I love you. Olivia, you had something Thank else you, you so wanted much. to say? Um, yes. I also want to say what? about the, the Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. So when people say all lives matter, the all lives matter was specifically mm -hmm. created to bring down Black Lives Matter. And mm -hmm. no one ever said that Black Lives Matter was about um, like Black Lives is better better than everyone else. The point is we want to be as equal as you, but you don't realize it. And they're they're like denying the fact that Black Lives do be oppressed, like they are oppressed. Right. Right. And when they, they use All Lives Matter to contradict Black Lives Matter, and if you really support Black All Lives Matter, then right now you should be supporting Black Lives Matter too, because that's a part of the All Lives Matter spectrum. Spectrum. Amen. Yeah, I, I totally get it. Yep, definitely. And, and so it's important that we know all lives do matter. But like I'm, like your mom was just saying, right now we're talking about this. Right now we're talking about this. Right now we're talking about this. And we can talk about that one. We can talk about that next month. Right. But right now we're talking about this. Right. That's good, Olivia. Thank you so much for calling. You give us such, such great wisdom. Thank you. You're welcome. Who's your parents? <laughs> So, guys, uh, it, we're getting ready to end the, this this amazing conversation. If you have something that you want to say, now's the time to call in. We don't want you to uh, to not share your thoughts. So, you guys got the time. Here we go. The clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. Do you want to call in? Do you want to call in? Didn't have calling in and talking about how he talked about his kids. I wish others yeah. uh, of different nationalities would have called in and said, "This is how I talk to my kids." Right, because I really wish that too. Yeah, that's that's so important because it starts with us how we talk to our kids. I love how we talk right. to our kids about standing up for what you believe in. You know, standing up for you know for others, but loving, yeah, loving. We we teach that. We teach to love all nationalities, all races, and still being proud of who you are. Right. And when we do something that's out of order, we speak up on we it. talk about that too. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, so it, it, it always troubles my mind when a lot of people don't call in and share. Yeah. Look, this is what I've talked to my child. Well, I haven't talked to them about it, which is right. an honest thing. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But how do we change the next generation if we don't teach them now? If right. you're afraid to have the conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And having the conversation don't mean that you have to be ashamed or feel guilty of what of the way that you think. Or, any, right. or, or your history. There's nothing wrong right. with that. That's right. So um, somebody said, wait. We just have had such an amazing conversation. Elizabeth <laughs> like she's still looking for her headphones. Yeah. <laughs> she's been looking for them headphones all day. You know, so it's 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 it it like it just pains my it pains my heart yeah. because our next generation is being raised up. Do you know what I mean? Now, yeah. And we're not going to always be here. So if you don't solidify them now, solidify the ground rules, and you don't set the standard now, yeah. You know what I mean? You're gonna something happen to you. That's still hatred or whatever is going to right. be. Right. It's, it's going to continue because to if the, say say you're not, but the other parent who do talk to them, who is a racist, right, is right. in their ear. But if you're the meek and quiet one. You ain't saying nothing. Right. You, you know what? Well, I just don't want to offend. Right. But yet to warn that the loudest voice is is stealing and it's putting something in our children. Right. Hey Elizabeth. Hey, I know you guys are trying to close, but I'm. 
got out of the car, left my headphones in the car. Anyway, had to borrow my daughter, but I'm back. <laughs> um, hey. <clears throat> okay, so what I wanted to say one thing, like, okay, growing up in the South, um, I not necessarily raised in a racist home, but um, it was. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, there, there were certain things. It wasn't necessarily that we were taught that blacks were less than, but right. it was implied. Yeah. Um, there were certain things, you know, uh, I was taught growing up, you know, if you bring home a black man, you know, I'll kill you or, you know, whatever. Like right. those things were ingrained in me growing up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that, um, you know, through high school and, and, and even, you know, in young adulthood, I've had to unlearn. Wow. And, yeah. And now, um, really, you know, I mean, we've been friends, what, seven years. I've learned yes. more. I've learned more and I feel like broken more of that off in yeah. getting closer with you guys. And um, I mean, we've gone to conferences and things where I was the only yeah. white person, you know what I mean? That's right. Um, many <laughs> and, times. And you did great. You did And great I was comfortable. Too. I was comfortable. You know, <laughs> right. it wasn't, I never felt threatened or, you know, well, there was right. that one time, Pastor Bing <laughs> There was that one time. No, I'm just kidding. There was that one time. <laughs> there was that one time. No, it was the time that she yawned. <laughs> no, it wasn't that time. It should have been that time. But anyway, um, what I'm saying is, you know, even in pre-salvation, I was yeah. starting to ingrain those things in my daughter. Yeah. And I didn't even realize it until, um, you know, we started the church and comments, little comments that were told to me that she had said or, right. um, you know, things like that. And I was like, where did she get that from? And because right. I'm like, I don't I don't talk like that. We don't you know, we don't talk like that. So I'm like, yeah. where did that come from? And I realized even though I may not be saying it, things, certain things had been implied through, right. in her childhood. You know, they, those things were starting to yeah. be ingrained in her. And when I think in, in our silence and in our silence, right. when, we, when we don't say anything, we're kind of confirming it. Exactly. Exactly. And when everything um, first happened, you know, with this season of the racism and everything, yeah. um, my heart was broken and I started to see, um, almost feel guilty that I was white because yeah. it's like, I, I guess my eyes were opened. Right. You know what I mean? Not necessarily that I felt guilty, but I felt ashamed yeah. of other white people. You know, how how could we have for generations let this go on as long as we right. did and, and right. raised our kids to think that this is the way things are, you know, that, yeah. that anybody is less than any human life is worth less than. Right, right. You know, it, it just, I don't know, it really just broke my heart. And I, I'm glad that we're having these conversations. I'm glad that we're able to have these conversations yes. with our kids. And and because we're breaking it. We're breaking it That's over right. this generation. It, right. it ends here. That's right. That's right. And um, Olivia, I, I don't know. Me or me it ends here. That. Amen. Me and Aminga believe that Olivia is our daughter. She, she, is. Know, she is. She is right? a maxi. Yeah, she is maxi. Well, maxi, then she is an Alzheimer's. I, I preach. I preach. Uh, uh, she has access. So you know, yeah. But if you got any percent of black in you, that means you're black. One hundred percent. You perpetuate the cycle, Pastor. Don't I know. Work. I know. I know. Y'all got me started. Hey, I love, thank you for calling in, Elizabeth, and I love thank your heart. You. Awesome. Thank yes. You.
Yes, guys, this was so an much. amazing conversation. Absolutely. And I'm just so thankful uh, that we're able to sit down in this media and really talk about some things that maybe normally we wouldn't even talk about. That's right. Right. <laughs> so thank you guys. Please, please, please. You know how I always say every, every week, share, share, share what you learned. Share with somebody about what you listened to. Share, share, share. Let everybody know. So, hey, y'all have a good night. What you think? This was amazing. This was amazing. Guys, we, I can't thank you all enough. I love the feedback. I love talking to Daniel. He was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Derek, thank you for calling Elizabeth. It just was an amazing show. And I just don't let the conversation stop here. Continue right. talking to your kids. You know what I mean? Um, continue the conversation. Um, and gratefully, they'll go out and they'll share. That's right. Uh, truth. And the, you know, and so it's just, we just pray nothing but blessings over each and every last one of you. We pray that wherever there is darkness, any place in our hearts, any place where we are blinded, where we are not awoke, we pray that God will open us up yeah. and wake us up so that we can be effective. Amen. 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 Love you guys. Y'all have a good night. Good night.